G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's take a few minutes to check in on one of those nations where the persecution of Christians is causing major concern. You'll know that a number of African nations suffer from Islamic-connected groups. They share similarities with ISIS, groups like Boko Haram or Al-Shabaab. And you may be familiar with another group called the Fulani Herdsmen who've been targeting Christians in the nation of Nigeria and this year alone more than 600 Christians have been killed. Tim Reed from Open Doors has been monitoring those attacks on Christians and Open Doors has a special project happening for the month of August. Tim's back with us. Hello, Tim. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Tim, Nigeria, it's one of those nations, rates fairly highly on the Open Doors World Watch list. Just how significant is the persecution of Christians there? Well, Neil, over the last few years, we've seen some real increases in Nigeria. Now, Nigeria, for most listeners, if they're uncertain, uh, is in Africa, is in Africa, sitting just beneath the Sahara Desert. So it's a sub-Saharan country, and it's split almost in two. Uh, in the north of Nigeria, you have a mostly Islamic population, whereas in the south of Nigeria, it is majoritively Christian. So the persecution is mostly contained to the north, but at the moment, and those Fulani attacks that you mentioned in the introduction, that is where we're seeing a real increase in persecution. Uh, unfortunately, where the Fulani are attacking is in the middle belt region of Nigeria, and so we're starting to see a shift where Once there was just persecution in the north, it seems to now be heading south. Tim, when we use that terminology, Fulani herdsmen, uh, the image, of course, is that there are warriors on horseback. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what Fulani herdsmen are. It's just the name that's given to them, a a predominantly Islamic-based nomadic group. Do you know much about them? Yeah, so the Fulani herdsmen are part of an ethnic group which is larger, called the Hasa Fulani. And the Hasa Fulani people are a nomadic group who exist in a few countries, so their largest contingent is certainly in Nigeria. And they're a nomadic group who for thousands of years have been herding cattle, hence herdsmen. So as you say, it's really got nothing to do with riding on horseback with uh, long knives or anything like that. It is simply a nomadic group who live in this region. They, as part of their herding, though, have been in a distinct region uh, which over the last few years has been suffering a lot from climate change. And so as a result of the desertification which is happening just beneath the Sahara Desert, the lands where their cattle have been able to graze are no longer producing any crops or any food for these cattle. And so these farmers have been driven further, sorry, these herders have been driven further and further south over time, and that has what's brought them into direct conflict with the Christians in this region who are mostly farmers. And where you've got these Islamic religion-based herdsmen, 
and the attacks that they have to secure their own uh, level of prosperity or even survival, as you say, well, they're finding that uh, their, their homes and churches and seizing the land of Christians, are Christians a little bit like an easy target, are they, when, uh, when you've got this sort of situation? Well, unfortunately, the Christians really are an easy target in this situation. So uh, Christians in this part of Nigeria may not necessarily be under Sharia law, although some are, uh, but these Christians are in areas which are becoming more and more Islamic over time, and more and more Muslims are coming south from the northern areas. And as that happens, these Christians are becoming more and more on the outside of society. Uh, we've seen that, in particular, the government has been wrapped up in a campaign to try and defeat Boko Haram in the far north of the country. And with that has meant that most of the resources of the army have been directed there. And so when these Fulani herdsmen have come south into areas where there's Christian farmers, uh, they've come with weapons of their own and they've encouraged their cows to graze on some of the crops of the Christian farmers. When that happens, the Christians will try and drive the cows away, which is often responded to with incredible violence. One of the real concerns that we've had in particular is that these Fulani herdsmen have very sophisticated weaponry, which we have no idea where it's come from, but uh, it appears that these groups have been armed. And this weaponry has been used against these Christian farmers, and because of the under-resourced army and a distinct lack of any kind of police presence as well, there's been very little response to when these, fo- when these herdsmen come down violently and entire Christian villages have been uh, totally driven off their land. So since January till June, just this year, January to June, we've seen 1,300 people killed and 30,000 people displaced. And that is a wow moment because, you know, when we talk about Christian persecution, putting numbers on it like that makes it very, very significant. And the detail that I had was that something like 50 villages attacked over 12 months. Uh, It sounds like that number's probably a fair bit higher again there too. And despite all of that, God is still working in the local churches and these Christian villages, what sort of things are happening by way of a spiritual Christianity in those villages? Well, we're seeing a lot of Christians who are caring for one another at the moment. Um, in these villages, which are mostly Christian and the farmers who are being targeted, many are fleeing and finding that Christians are providing the care and churches are the ones which are opening their doors to care for these people who are displaced. That said... With the number of 30,000 people being displaced from January to June, the the numbers are too high for any one church, and there's a lot of people who are in very desperate need of care. Also, these communities are quite torn apart at the moment with 1,300 people killed. Many villages are able to just sort of say, you know, 15 to 20 people in our village were killed in one night. We're terrified. Uh, And as the Christians do help each other and comfort one another, there is still a lot of suffering. And Tim, Open Doors, wonderful organisation, and you do work with churches there on the ground in these nations where persecution is rife. 
And when you've got a, an appeal that's running through the month of August, uh, no doubt those who are generous to that appeal uh, will be supporting people who are in those villages or who have been under attack uh, from the Fulani herdsmen. How, does, how do the dollars get spent? How do you get it into the hands of the right people? So Open Doors has been working in Nigeria for several years. And for people who donate in the month of August, we're directing funds to programs which are helping Christians who have suffered from persecution in Nigeria. Uh, as a result of having worked there for several years, we know which churches are the churches who are reliable to work with. We have good relationships with pastors. We're involved in a very large network of churches as well, which is across multiple denominations. And all are trying their hardest to work together. One of the things that we've worked very hard at over the last few years is to do just that, to get them to work together. And so we can see united responses as a result. So people who give to this appeal in the month of August will be helping further those efforts to bring the church together to provide coordinated responses. It goes towards emergency aid like food and shelter. But it also goes towards helping rebuild some of the infrastructure which has been destroyed over time because some areas are no longer impacted, uh, also areas which have been impacted by other violence. There is rebuilding that can happen and there's schools which can be opened. So all of those donations go towards helping restore these communities and help Christians who want to stay in these regions. And Tim, you've got a appeal target set for the month of August. You're looking for a hundred thousand dollars. And how do people make a gift towards that target? Is it a matter of just going to the website? Is there a link on the website that people can very easily make a donation? So if you go to our homepage, which is opendoors.org.au, you can make a donation directly on the homepage to the Nigeria appeal during August. Okay, so it's opendoors.org.au and supporting those churches on the ground, giving assistance, giving comfort, giving care to those families that have been affected by attacks from the Fulani herdsmen. Great getting an update from you, Tim Reed. Uh, thank you so much. It's opendoors.org.au. Tim, thanks for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you, Now. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.